0: This is an E.N.L.E.N. special report. Now reporting. The
1: very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg.
2: E.N.L.E.N. at six.
1: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, You're not Don. It stands up uh, But it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New
0: York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. The
1: wonder your show is number one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ENN. Ray Row. Darn right it's on Ray Row. I'd like to start off tonight by saying good evening to Donald.
3: If it's there to grab, wouldn't you want to grab it?
1: And good evening to myself. I would want to grab it. And to both of us. I love grabbing things that are there. Who doesn't? Do you think people appreciate the, the depth, Don, of the line? I love grabbing things that are there. Yeah, that, I mean, that it means good. so. It could mean it could mean so much. Let's, you know what? We got, we can't waste any time. We have to get to the Don of it all. We we've not talked much. We haven't tried to hang on the rim about Don's now viral rant that was picked up. I'm
0: on the air
1: by, you know, the Daily Lead and Barstool and the New York Post and everybody. No, like, Michael K. You... It, it, it is what it is. It just happened that way. But let's yeah, let's hear a few more of those great drops that came from yesterday, Anthony. I know my name is Don. I... Sure. What else? Oh, and stop hey, it. You, you Michael think? K. Don. 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 That's when you I run hate out of you. breath.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there, that too. You hear it in the I hate you. Listen. I hate you. You hear that breath? No. Uh, no, no. Thank you. No, I was settled down by then. Anything else, Anthony? I've got hair that people would die to have.
3: That's what I mean. Cuber was saying when I was tripping on mesk in '84.
1: <laughs> I do Ranger games without Michael K. Sixteen years doing pre and post for the Jets. Guess what? No Michael K. I'm a fabulous driver. Let's let's hear the Dan Levitard show commenting on Don's rant.
4: I want to have him as a friend, do you? And I am <laughs> envious of his hairline. Does he have good hair? Yeah, he does. It's great, white hair, hair, have right good hair, great hair yes.
1: oh, and a great driver.
4: <laughs> I'm one of the best friends you could ever have I mean, a little he, intense. He's, yeah. he's done this a handful of times over the years, but it's not the first time we've played like Greca sound of one of these rands. He was in his bag there.
0: It is. It is the first one though, that I have heard that relates to an indignance that covers his entire resume as a human being on things that are good about him that don't have to do with Michael K. And I got to be honest, it's a pretty limited list, no matter what your anger is. Hair, father, friend.
4: Ranger games. yeah, Driver. Jets. Good
0: driver. That was my
4: favorite. New York saying something.
0: Put it on the pole, Guillermo, please. At Levitard Show. If Good driver is fourth on your list. About positive things about yourself, <laughs> is your list limited?
4: <laughs>
0: Does fielding Don, help you win Don, four Don,
3: times? I've asked. Does fielding help you win yes. five
1: times? Now, well, that, that was that, just a piece he, of it. He's
3: being unfair. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, uh, the good. I, I started to get into some, you know, some levity at that point.
1: Right. And
3: even if my list is limited to. You know, Ranger Games, father of twins. All right, stop right there. There's a lot of people that haven't even done that. That's pretty good. What I got an extensive list. <sighs> my list is longer than Dan's. I'll tell you that.
1: Hey, Don, look at look look at you. You're you're married and have kids. you beat beaten me two zero. I'm down two right
3: now. Well, it's not a competition. But he'd make it seem like you know, like I I ran out of things, or I was just you know trying to entertain the listeners. I, I'm I'm offended by Dan.
1: I know my name is Don. I- by the way, Don, I uh. It was a tremendous... i got to go back and listen to the whole Levitard piece now. I want to hear everything they said. And, of course, you can find Don's whole rant on Twitter, any of our Twitter accounts, or the TMKS ESPN Instagram account. Uh, Don, Natalie and I have been stepping up uh, the wedding conversation. Okay. It's been picking up a bit. Can I give you some advice? Lay out. To, to be kind?
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't even be kind. That, that's <laughs> too detailed. It was be nice. That's right, be nice. Go ahead. Which is kind to Jace. It's kind of, um, it's
1: even less thoughtful than, it's like the lazy version of kind. Uh, be, be involved.
3: Okay. But ultimately. Be water. Well, be fluid. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that she is, it's not going to work out for you. If you're, you think you're being nice and you're just agreeing to everything, whatever you think, honey, whatever you think, that's not going to be good. Because then you that's going to that. seem like you're disconnected and you don't care. No, so do you have to be involved in the conversation. Right. But at the same time, let her have what she wants. Mm. So it's a fine line if you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Be involved, do. debate, but at the end of the day, let her have her way. But you people think caving early is a nice thing to do. It's the exact opposite. It's the worst thing you can do. Because then it seems like, well, do you even care?
1: Right. So you're saying be involved, but ultimately be fluid, be amenable. Amenable. You get the idea. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. We, by the way, we had, a, we had a conversation earlier today. I don't know if anyone in the world would agree with this more than you. Okay? We were speculating on the idea of, like, completely bucking the, the tradition of, like, why do we have to have the same food at a wedding? Like, why couldn't you go to a wedding, Don? And when you get to your table, how happy would you be if they said, "Oh, hey, uh, you, you're like, hey, can I have the, the steak or the fish?" And the waiter goes, "No, no, there's no steak or fish. We have a Chinese menu. Would you like uh, sesame chicken and fried rice?" Don, Don, if that happened to you, wouldn't you agree? You're immediately going, "This is the best wedding of my life." Yeah, I, immediately it would be, in the top five. Right. And Don just said immediately top five, Natalie. She, yeah. but, but like, imagine you get to your table, and when you sit down at your table. Each table has its own sort of Chinese feast buffet of different options. of Why? Why does it have to be generic steak or fish at every wedding? Well, because that's just what
3: it's easier to do it that way. Um, But but, again, it's also cheaper for everybody for all around. And you're paying per plate, right? So it's just easier for them to have the chefs in the back just focus on a couple of different items. Fish, chicken, or beef usually is the best you can. Maybe three options.
1: Nat Natalie's being very emphatic here in the background. She's pulling the classic uh, wife move of standing and telling me what to say. Um, she wants me to be clear that it would be family style we're talking about. I love yeah. grabbing things that are there. Who doesn't? This style is <laughs> terrific. So, like, yeah, imagine you get a you have a beef and broccoli, you have a chicken dish, a filet oh a filet mignon and broccoli. You know how I say mignon, right, Don? Yes, I don't say mignon. You don't. I'm a mignon guy. You've know,
3: you've. We know you as exactly. <laughs>
1: that. A lot of You're people know me. I, I, I. where do like, you fall on the filet mignons? Um, listen, I'll eat
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but imagine that. Uh, so, I, Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? The idea of a wedding without the traditional fish, chicken, vegetarian situation. You just go with a kind of food and lean into it.
4: Totally fine with it. Yeah. As long That's as it's right. good. If it's good food, people I'll will be course. happy. And yeah, as long as it's good.
1: Yeah, but here was
3: my idea when I was younger, and I was completely talked out of it, said it's absolutely ridiculous, it'd be way too expensive, nobody would ever do
1: it. Go ahead, I want to hear this idea.
3: That you, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Like I want a hamburger. Okay, you get a hamburger. I want a steak? All right, steak. You want well, turkey? No, they- All right, we'll get you turkey. Now, it's 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 unreasonable that, there, that any place, any banquet hall is going to have everything at its disposal, but if you were able to come up with some sort of a menu of like a bunch of options,
1: that would be beautiful. Now,
3: if, I, if I was like filthy rich and like money was like completely no object, that would be the wedding that I want. How great would a wedding be? Just walking, whatever you were in the mood for. You know what? I, I'm, I just I have a hankering for for swordfish. Bang! There
1: it is. That would be tough. I see, understand why that would be tough. Yeah, that but, would be very very difficult. But but, but all of this stuff lends itself to having a wedding potentially instead of at a traditional venue, but like a restaurant, a place that does this. But see, the,
3: here's the other piece of advice I'm going to give you. And, and you may disagree. Andrew may disagree. Anthony and everybody else. The one thing that I believe you take home, that you remember about any wedding, more than the music, whatever the form of entertainment, DJ, band, uh, the venue itself and how aesthetically pleasing it was, you remember the food, so whatever you do is make sure the food is amazing. If your food and desserts are amazing, that's what people are going to remember first and foremost than anything else. That'll be the lasting impression. How good the food was.
1: I I agree with you. I I, I to me it's a little conf- It's a, this is a little convoluted, and then we'll move on to some sports here. But yes, if you have amazing food at a wedding, it is the biggest takeaway anyone has. Now you can overcome average food with a great wedding otherwise. But 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 notice I use the word Don overcome. You have to overcome it. But because the thing is all of us we've all been to a million weddings at this point in time. And I would say most of them have average to bad food. Most. Not all. But most. So if you can win on the food People are walking away going, this was a top-flight wedding because yeah. I'm used to having boring, bland food at weddings. My, my, my wedding was
3: at Seasons in Washington Township, New Jersey, and they deserve the plug. It was going to be 17 years ago in September, but it's still there, and the food was absolutely fabulous. People still talk about it to this day. See? The, the food is like having a great quarterback. Now, can you win the Super Bowl with a, with an okay quarterback? <laughs> yeah, you can but you'd rather have the great quarterback. Can you're you saying, have a great wedding with average food? Yeah, but you're probably going to need the 2000 Ravens of a DJ or the 85 <laughs> bears of a venue.
1: <laughs> so you're Okay, so just to be clear, yeah. food is the quarterback of the wedding. Yes. Items. Yes. And then and then your music is your defense? <laughs> yeah, music,
3: venue. Venue yeah. is
1: special teams, I believe. Yeah, I, very I important. think I, I think music is
3: your defense um your 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 venue is coaching because the venue is important <laughs> you think that yeah
1: you yeah, more important than special teams i i hear you, I hear uh, you.
3: special team what would be the special teams because i put dessert under the food like so yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: oh 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 don what about what about bar
3: yeah, like, bars probably special
1: teams. How do you screw up? The, unless you make it a cash no, bar. Well, a well, cash bar at this point is con- considered completely unacceptable. But there's another thing that happens too. Number, a couple of things. Bars can run out, which is a problem that does exist at times. And also bad access to bars, meaning there's a line every time you go. Like you don't have Yeah. Anyways. So special
3: teams are. But I, I think you can overcome an average bar.
1: Right. You if you have a yeah, that's true. But but meanwhile, it's very rare. To, to win a super bowl with right. Trent Dilfer as your wedding quarterback. <laughs> Michael might so, say
4: the speeches are the special teams. I know, they, of they, course, that's, that's they don't help he you a ton, about. but they can kill you. A blocked
1: punt, <laughs> you know, that, a couple yeah, missed just, field no, goals. Michael K. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Andrew that's a great call. A bad speech is like a blocked punt. You just didn't anticipate. Right, but it. but you know
3: what? But if you have if you have, you know, uh the speeches are like a a, a punter that like shanks every punt. But if you've got a Devin Hester of bars, then you're good.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, well, I promised the Woj news, and here you go.
2: Woj Bob. Woj bomb. Woj Bob.
1: All right, after previously shutting down inquiries on moving All-Star guard Donovan Mitchell, rival teams say the Jazz are now showing a willingness to listen to possible trade scenarios. The asking price appears to be steep. But in the wake of Utah's recent Rudy Gobert blockbuster deal to Minnesota, the Jazz are no longer simply dismissing calls on Mitchell. Bing ball! Now, shortly thereafter, Tony Jones, who covers the Utah Jazz and the NBA for The Athletic, tweeted, expect the New York Knicks to quickly try to put together a package for Donovan Mitchell, mm. according to league sources. Utah's bar for trading Mitchell is sky high, but the Knicks are the team that have the assets to make this a conversation. Let's be clear about this. The Jazz are currently not close to a Donovan Mitchell trade, and much like Gobert, they have no issues whatsoever in keeping him. Either a team is going to meet the bar to make this a convo, or he will be with the Jazz. They are not giving him away. Okay. Good so stuff from Tony Jones.
3: Justin Zanuck is their general manager, so what – what floats Justin's boat? Like, what can the Knicks do? What? what tell me what Utah's going to want from the Knicks roster, and what are you willing to give up?
1: Well, wouldn't you think, Andrew? You'd have to assume this is more about the picks than what they have on the roster. Well, no? the,
4: the problem is the trade that the Jazz just made, Rudy Gobert, has has warped the market. So, like, I believe Donovan Mitchell is a better player than Rudy Gobert, and me Gobert too. just got. Now, I'm not even going to mention the players that the Timberwolves gave up, but if you just look at draft picks, they got four first-rounders, not including this year's first-rounder that was just selected by Minnesota. So basically five first-rounders and a pick swap in 2026. So that's basically six first-round picks that the Jazz just got for Rudy Gobert. And we all think that Donovan Mitchell is better than Gobert. So that's where the Jazz are probably starting from here. I don't know. I love Donovan Mitchell, but... I mean that's that's craziness yeah, to that's... to give up that amount of of draft capital for him. So also,
1: I'm curious to uh, when you look at what the the Jazz roster is now, Andrew. It seems weird to me that they'd want to move on from Mitchell. Like they they actually have a team that could be somewhat competitive. Now what happened the... here? I know they didn't do well in the
3: playoffs, but they've been battling you know in the top of the West, and now they're in full blown rebuild. Well, not so
4: now, yet.
1: No, that's what they would. Be. This this would be yeah if they make this move it's full-blown rebuild but that second
4: tweet from tony jones is important that they're what was it that he said that they're basically happy to keep donovan mitchell but if somebody comes in with a a larger deal than what they just got for gobert they'll probably they'll probably go for it i don't know if you're the knicks maybe it's worth it if you can put out a starting lineup and i don't know what players the knicks would have to include but let's assume that rj barrett's not a part of it that he's untouchable for the knicks brunson barrett and mitchell that's that's three guys who need to see a lot of the ball, who all are guards. Maybe you could stretch Barrett to a small forward, but that's a that's a stretch. I don't know. I guess you try it. I guess Mitchell's that good that you'd consider I, I think, it, but I don't know. I
1: think Barrett would have to be in that conversation. Yeah, I would think. I mean, I'm sorry. I just Randall's – sending Randall and picks there is not enough. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, let's stay uh, – nba for a moment nick friedell on kjm earlier today saying the lakers and nets are in a stalemate over kyrie irving
0: this is a multi-million dollar blinking contest right now between the (laughs) the lakers and the nets because it feels like that's the only team that has legit interest in the moment and a lot of that seems to be because LeBron is saying, hey, I, I've worked with him before. I know we can make it work again. But if you're the net, you're saying, I'm not taking back Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like, what's he going to do to help me? So, yeah, I want a couple picks. And if you're Rob Belenka, you say, okay, well, what other team is out there that's going to give you anything that you want? And that's the real issue for Brooklyn in the next couple months.
1: Now, Uh, Of course, Kyrie is not the only concern that you have with with regard to the Nets. Also, Friedel spoke on KD.
0: There are plenty of people out here, guys, who think that this thing is going to stretch for a while and potentially into the season. And the the real interesting factor here will be whether Kevin at some point says, hey, I want out. I'm not going to to come to camp. I I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to be here anymore. Or whether if it gets to that point, that he'll say, all right, let's play this out. I'd still like to be moved. I will tell you, there is hope internally. And all it is is hope right now that there's still a couple months in play here. And if they can't get a deal that fits for everybody, then maybe Kevin says, hey, I like New York City, and I think this team still could have a chance, and we'll see what happens. Hmm.
3: Now, maybe that's why they've been accommodating the Nets. Like, I, I question, like, why, why are you working with them? Maybe you're working with them because, all right, we work with them. If it doesn't happen then you could say listen we tried it it's just it's just not working out right now so let's let's make it work this season and maybe there would be a point where kd would be like all right listen kyrie's got this year i right, we'll, we'll play out the year and then we'll we'll deal with it in the offseason let's try to win now with the nets and then get me out of here when kyrie leaves as a free agent like could that could that happen like let's well, say you're you're a month into the season peter and the nets are nets are balling and the lakers are struggling it's like, ah, oh, well, I, I'd rather try to make it here than go to Los Angeles and and have to dig out from under. Is 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 that why they've been so nice to KD?
1: Let's actually go back to Friedel for a second, who pondered could KD and Kyrie either one of them come back to Brooklyn?
0: I can see Kevin coming back, going through training camp, starting the season. I cannot see Kyrie doing the same, and I can't see the Nets wanting that to happen. I think that relationship has run its course. So that's the part. Everybody keeps saying, Kevin would have to go first, then Kyrie. I agree with that to this point, though. At some point, not bringing Kyrie back is probably better for all involved when the season gets up and running. And in that case, maybe you would have to move him if you haven't gotten this KD deal finished yet. Hmm. Oh, what a I, I like, I
1: like, I like. Okay. I feel for Sean Marks' therapist. Yeah, it's it's rough. It, it really is. And the again, whole thing.
3: you'd get you would th- theoretically you would get more for KD now than you would next offseason because then that would be one less year on his contract. But you also might be able to get another kick at the can of doing something this year while you still have Kyrie under contract. But you just don't want to deal him for the sake of dealing them. You want to make sure you get something that puts you in into a better spot as the organization. Like, ultimately, the Nets have to worry. I, I can't accommodate KD. I've got to do what's best for my team. All right, so I'm willing to trade you. I'll work with you, but I've we've got to win this deal. We've got to really help our future. I don't care how you feel about it. You're under contract. Kyrie's let's a different m- story.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's move over to Aaron Boone and the New York Yankees for a yeah. second. If you missed uh, the lineup earlier, judge out of the lineup. And Aaron uh, Boone was asked about the decision to give Judge the day off.
4: Aaron Judge uh, out of the lineup coming out of the off day. Is everything okay there?
2: Yeah, everything's good. Just uh, something I just wanted to, again, take advantage of the off day and, and, and one plus. So, yeah, he's good, though.
1: Nothing to worry about, guys. I mean, listen, maybe a bummer if you're on your way to the stadium hoping to see him play. that That part always stinks.
3: Yeah, that, you know, that's, there's nothing you can do about that. But, you know, I, I think who you're playing factors in. And, and also who you're playing after this four-game set is over, you're playing the Red Sox again. I'm sure you're going to want him ready for those that three-game series against the Red Sox. You've got your ace on the mound, so it's not like you need a ton of runs against Cincinnati. And I do think they get intoxicated by the rarity of giving somebody a couple of days off in a row. So it makes it really – when you think about it, it does make sense. Again, I st- it stinks for the guy that wants to see Judge out there, and maybe he'll pinch hit, and you'll get to see him you know, taking a bat later, but it, it really does make a lot of sense.
1: All right, let's do more e on the other side. we got to yes. hear from Tiger Woods on Live. We have not heard from Tiger directly yet. We will, okay? Plus, Don, I can't wait to tell you, if you don't know yet, Madison Square Garden, August 6th, Jake Paul is fighting – His opponent, Don, when I tell you who it is, is going to make you feel so old, you're not going to believe it. Okay. Okay? So much more to do right here on ENN on the K Show on 98.7 ESPN.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ESPN. All right. ENN continues on the K show on 98.7 ESPN. We're not filling in for Michael K. We are his co hosts. We're doing the show as we do. Well, stop with your Michael K. He's
3: doing a show without him. Darn good show. These two shows back to
1: back have been incredible. (laughs) I'm on the air. And by the way, you know I, I I'm locking in it right now. You know who we're going to have on the the show tomorrow? A little a No little, Michael K. Well, no, probably not. But there's a this is just a bonus for for everyone out there. How about a little uh a little guy you may have heard of, not little at all, named Bill Goldberg. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, Goldberg's going to join us tomorrow. Now, uh, a lot of questions for that man. You're not a uh, fan at all.
3: No. Okay. But the one thing I'll, I'll appreciate, and I will bring it up to him, is that he does make cameos on the, the sitcom The Goldbergs as oh, he, the gym wait. teacher's brother. That's hilarious. I did not know that. More, he's done that more than once. Oh yeah, well, wow. I could probably give you the number. Let's see. Which is which is a, which is a show based from a town that literally is next to the town Andrew Gunley grew up in.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it does Have not I, watch the show, and neither do I. Have I missed out? Like, isn't it weird that Andrew and I don't watch the Goldbergs and you love it? Well, because you know it's it's a show based on the 80s,
3: and maybe you were too young to appreciate the references. Is it possible? I think, my guess is it won't be. I, I I should try it. I think it's run its course. It's, it's you're ready to move on. I'm ready to move on, but because I'm so invested, not that the show like the the storylines necessarily. are like, I got to watch the next episode for it to all make sense, kind of. Like I, I was done like five years into How I Met Your Mother, but I stuck the other five just to see who the mother was, and and incredibly disappointed. This one, I just I, I've I've watched every episode, so I'm going to continue. But it, I think it's time.
1: What's it at seven seasons, something like that? Oh
3: no no no! We are at uh... so, this will be their tenth season coming up. Two hundred and eight <sighs> episodes already. Wow.
1: Is is do you think it's at the point where Jeff Garland's more known for that than Curb?
3: Uh oh yeah, but and especially the way it went down, where he's now he was not written off the show, but he's not on the show anymore.
1: Wait, he wasn't written off. How'd they get rid of him?
3: They just didn't. They just they, they found old footage. They'll sneak in. Dad's on a vaca. Dad Dad's away on the con- in a convention. I don't know if they'll address it going into this season. Whether they'll kill him off or something, because I don't know how long you can keep that going. But for the last when's half it coming back? last season,
1: excuse me, when's it coming back? That's in, uh, interesting. In the fall, okay, I'm, 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 that is interesting. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so real quick, uh, Tiger Woods, you want a little Tiger? Do we have Tiger uh, Tiger Watch by any chance? So, which is it? Is it Live oh. Watch? Is it
2: Tiger Watch? What is
1: it? Oh, that's good. That's a good question. I,
4: I ask them sometimes.
1: Whichever one you have closer, that's what you go with it. You-, you, you see, I'm delaying. This is, this is why.
2: Uh, uh, Tiger Watch. So, Tiger, how did you play today? <laughs> well, got off to come kind of a slow
4: start. Do you feel like you're back to win at this level? Yeah, I do because I just did it. You
1: just love Tiger. <laughs> Sniff him. Sniff him dead. Now, I changed my mind. I think it's Live Watch.
0: Live.
4: Watch. I think I've addressed that about as thoroughly as I'm
0: going to. I chose what's best for me and my family. Tired of all this stuff. I mean, it's a situation.
4: I'm surprised at a lot of these guys because they say one thing and then they do another.
1: Thanks, Rory. Now let's hear from Tiger, head of the Open Championship, speaking to the media about the Live tour.
4: To play there, I disagree with it. I think that what they've done is they've turned their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. Some players have never got a chance to even experience it. They've gone right from the amateur ranks right into you know that organization. But what these players are doing for you know guaranteed money, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? It's a good point.
3: But yeah, what if they... But it's the guaranteed money that makes it so attractive, But I was going to say,
1: like, Tiger's talking about the good of the game. He's not talking about the good for the people. Like, I got to tell you, I I find it a tough – I don't really fully understand the argument of the people who aren't there, even though I appreciate it, and I only care about the PGA Tour, and I want the PGA Tour to thrive, and that's what I enjoy when I watch golf. I don't plan on watching – 54 hole tournaments, but like Tiger went on to talk about the fact that it's 54 holes, the fact that um, they they play music during the tournaments, that it's weird, that it's different. None of that stuff means necessarily bad, Don. It it's well, it does for know. the
3: traditionalist, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I guess just Tiger is that. I mean, obviously.
3: Well, you go to any other alt um, comparison, like USFL. Like, why would Herschel Walker go to the USFL? Like he could have been in the NFL. Well, because he, he wanted to get paid. You know, um, it wasn't the NFL, but maybe he didn't care about that. Like, some people do. Like, some people, like, I, I want to play Major League Baseball. I don't want to play. I don't want to go and play in Japan. But to some, hey, if going to play in Japan means more zeros in my paycheck than I'm, I'm going to go play in Japan. Like, some people get caught up in the prestige of the PGA and playing in, in, in the, the traditional way of doing things, and some are like, hey, I, I, I'm i sorry, I'm guaranteed money? But yeah, play as much music as you want. I don't care. I want the guaranteed money. But Tiger, like, look, Tiger's made his money. He has cemented his legacy. He can afford to do that. Some of these guys, not all of them, but some of them feel like, hey, I, if I don't have to sleep in a Winnebago between uh, tournaments, if I can uh, – go and make myself some guaranteed money, then PGA be damned.
1: Let's move to the NFL for a moment, please. According to the Panthers' GM, um, Scott Fitterer, there's going to be an open competition between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold in Carolina. Uh, Now, the only person I think you could add to this, Don, to make this a really compelling battle for starter would be if they added Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. A <laughs> 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 bowl over that mountain. Uh, let's hear from Baker Mayfield. He says he wants to be a starter in the league. And nobody
4: has the, uh, the mentality of being a backup. We're at this level because we compete to be the very best, and um, that's why Sam's here as well, and that's why Matt Corral just got drafted, and P.J. Walker's competed and fought through a lot of adversity as well. And so, you know, my intention is to become the best quarterback I can be you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to, you know, fill whatever role is to be expected of me and be a great leader and a great teammate. You want competition,
3: don't you, Peter?
1: Sure. I, I, they, I gave hate-
3: Sam, they foolishly gave Sam the fifth-year option. I mean, uh, because they obviously got it wrong. We got it wrong. Sam, whether the Jets damaged him or not, just didn't turn out to be the quarterback that was drafted third overall. But you want to push uh, Mayfield as much as possible.
1: I hate the fear of competition at quarterback. Like, I, you know, that was part of the logic we'd hear sometimes. I'm talking about early on, Don, when Kaepernick, when it still was completely plausible that he could come back. And you would hear that. Well, they don't want to have him out here because they worry that the locker room could get behind him, the competition, he'd be breathing down someone's neck. That's nonsense to me. That's nonsense. I I want competition among quarterbacks. Listen, if you you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, okay, there's never competition. But short of the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the league, play it out.
3: Well, I, 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 don't, I, the fear of competition to me is more of an in-season thing than a training camp thing. Like, do I want that quarterback looking over my starting quarterback shoulder where he feels like every bad game he's going to get pulled? Like, I don't want that. I want competition in training camp, and you flat out win the job. You're the best quarterback, and then you have the job. So the competition to me is good for training camp. I'm not sure it's great during the season, though. Then I could buy it being an issue. And being well, distracted. but that,
1: but that to me is all about how a team handles things. Like at that point, if you have a really solid backup, or you know, like in this case, for example, Don in Carolina, there won't be a huge difference. Let's just be real. Uh, my guess is I think Baker sadly will be better than Sam. You got you know, I'm pulling for Sam. Yeah, I think too. Baker will be better than Sam, and I think he'll win the job. But there won't be a huge gap. The key there is for the coaching staff to not start flip-flopping where after a bad fourth quarter you go you go the other direction. The key is to really make your starter know that he's the starter until it's absolutely proven he shouldn't be. Right. So, I, I
3: ideally and it's up to it's up to the quarterback that wins it to win it to the point where there's no question and that you could you can honestly say when camp is over so and so is our starting quarterback. Let's go. What you don't want to have is well, you know, we're going to start with Baker and we're going to see how. It goes. That's never good, unless they're both just amazing, you know. But uh, you you want somebody to just take the bull by the horns, win the job, and it's not an issue. And we'll see. I I still think Sam's got. It's so easy to just. I never saw it. He's awful. I I still think there could still be something there. But. Right now, if I had to guess who's going to win the job, I think it would be Mayfield.
1: All right, let's close out with Jake Paul. Jake Paul on August 6th is fighting at MSG. And, Don, this is by far the biggest fight of Jake Paul's career um, because he's not fighting an MMA guy. Um, He's not fighting a celebrity. He is fighting a boxer. The name of that boxer... Is Hasim Rahman Jr. really? How crazy? How crazy is that?
3: That's how old How,
1: how old, old is, is that? He? Does that make you feel? Hasim Rahman Jr. is. God, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. What? You're spelling it wrong. No, I'm, I'm not.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I have a Wikipedia page. I think he does.
1: You would think so. Well, 31, I'm hearing. Hasim Rahman is 49. So, yeah, it's possible. Now, for for those of you who don't know the story of Hasim Rahman, in 2001, was it 2001? He was in contention in the late 90s, and I believe it was oh in 2001 where he got his shot at Lennox Lewis. And shocked the world, okay? Twenty to one underdog, fifth round KO of Lennox Lewis. The second loss of Lennox Lewis's career. Um, it didn't last long on top, um, and he lost some tough fights uh, later. Um, so he lost to R- John Ruiz, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, the fact that now Hasim Rahman is a, is a a somewhat serious fighter certainly the best fighter jake paul's ever fought is super interesting let's hear from jake paul on first take what he hopes to prove by fighting rockman
2: I want to give the people what they wanted. You know, I don't think any boxer is taking this big of a risk this early on in their career. You look at Canelo's sixth fight, he was going up against a guy who was two and two. You look at Gervonta Davis's sixth fight, he was going up against a guy who was two and eight. So now I'm going up against a guy who's 12 and one, who's a heavyweight, who's bigger than me, he has the experience. He has over a hundred amateur fights. I have one amateur fights, five pro fights. So this is unprecedented and I'm taking a big risk here, but I want to put on amazing events and give the people what they want because the biggest pr- criticism has been fight a real boxer
0: uh
1: more from jake paul uh, who also says will he take any more celebrity fights
2: The answer is no. You know, now I'm increasing my level of opposition. I'm getting better and better in Mm. the gym. And at this point, the athletic commissions wouldn't even approve those types of fights. And my goal is to be Mm. the light heavyweight champion of the world in three to four years and to fight the biggest names in Mm. the sport. So I'm going to keep on progressing each time and getting harder and harder fights. And that's really all I've done. So the celebrity and basketball stuff, that's sort of in the past.
1: Say what you will, and let me tell you, Don, no one came out of the gate hating the Pauls more than this guy, okay? I had no interest. I was culturally not connected to them, found them annoying, didn't Mm -hmm. get it, watched sort of like a a car accident. And now, I got to tell you, Jake has impressed me as a fighter. Logan has impressed me as a wrestler. He's going to be at SummerSlam. Um, going up against The Miz, they these kids work really hard. And i got to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that he's going to take on a real heavyweight fighter. I mean, that's a huge risk, Don. He, he's, this man is a cash cow right now when he fights. If he gets destroyed by a real boxer, Don, there's no way that doesn't crush his earning power in a major way. True,
3: but I, I, at some point he's got to do it, right? I mean, the earning power is going to run out until he finally tests it. So why not test it when you think you're at your optimum Rather than waiting a little while and maybe not be, I mean, he's going to have to do it, right? I, if, I think so. You can only you can only play this song and dance for so long. Eventually, you got to you got to prove what you what you can do.
1: I'm just impressed he's doing it now because I think he could have gotten away with a couple of more. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm probably going. I want to. I want to okay. be there. One 3776 one nine three seven seven six. That'll do it for ENN. Your calls to close out next. Any topic you want, Peter and Don on the K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7
2: ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.